Welcome to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris, the show no one asked for about the show no one asked for. I'm Nina. And I'm Hannah. And in this episode, we're recapping episode two of season two, Do You Know the Way to Saint-Tropez? Hannah, are you ready? Je suis prête. Oh, what fun. I loved this episode. Great episode. Like, I didn't know I was disappointed in the first episode until I watched this one. This one really scratched the itch, and it felt like the most responsive in that this one felt like the writer's room, the actors, the directors were like, we heard all your feedback from the first season, and we and we have answers to everything. Where they were like... You want more girl time? You? Yeah, you want more girl time. You want more, like, pandering to a gay <laughs> audience. You want more fashion. You want more, like jokes at emily's expense like it was just yeah. like you want more sylvie fun quick so i have a pitch for you go go ahead i want to see if i can summarize this episode to you mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to summarize it to you as kind of succinctly as possible and i'm gonna have you fill in the gaps yeah let's go because i don't think i could possibly go okay 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 ah <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm so nervous i'm really scared <laughs> you got okay. this you got it ah, yeah. you okay it. i got this you just watched it remember you just watched it <laughs> I know, but I can't remember a damn thing. I've listened to Frozen 2, so all in my head is, ah. Okay. I haven't seen Frozen 2. I know. For folks who don't know, the two things I can talk about right now are Emily in Paris and Frozen 2. She is 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and not okay. Okay. So here's, so we have Emily in Saint-Tropez. She, it begins with her alone because Mathieu has left her. She talks to Camille. Camille's like, I'm coming. She's like, no, 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 don't do that. Camille's like, no, I'm coming. You shouldn't be alone. And then Emily calls Mindy and she's like, get your ass here. Okay. Weekend girls trip. Very, very fun. Simultaneously, we have Mindy's, a Mindy storyline where she, she thinks she's in Saint-Tropez. <laughs> it reminds her of her dad because she finds out from the hotel concierge that her dad has like just been in Saint-Tropez and didn't reach out to her. And so we sort of have this like C storyline of like Mindy kind of feeling some feelings about her family while they're in Saint-Tropez. Then we have Emily run into a designer who I did look up because I was like, is this person real? <laughs> it just says a lot about me <laughs> more than anything. Grigor or Gregory Dupree. And he's like, oh my God, that Pierre Codot bag is so great. We basically grew up together. We did stuff for Tilda Swinton. I thought that was really funny. Um, like, he, let me take pictures with that luggage. Emily's like, I see no problem with this. I'm not going to check in with anybody about this. She does a lot of promotion for that. Find out that actually Grigor and Cado, Pierre Cado, have like a big, they're like nemeses. Uh, the French folks back home are like, Emily, you cannot, like, you 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 made a mistake, but you can't fix it because it's a weekend. It's illegal to work on the weekend. I also looked that up. It is true. You can't send emails during the weekend in France. I haven't done any more digging than that. I think that's kind of amazing. What are you looking at right now? Your notes or your phone? I'm listening. Am I looking at, I, I got an urgent text. And I'm looking at my notes. Do you want to respond to your text? Both. But Both. do you want to respond to your text? I did. It's done. It's okay, done. See, my phone's on silent right now. Like, I'm just going to say that's like my commitment. My phone's on silent too, but I had my notes open, so I got the text. Listen, I don't want to fight. We can end this. Mine's on we, can end start... this we can end this episode right <laughs> yes, now. Right now. We can end this whole podcast <laughs> right now. Out of the car. Get out of the car. Out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the car. I'm pulling over. Get you can walk. You can walk. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, um, okay. So then, um, Grigor, whatever, and then yeah, you can't work on the weekends. I looked it up. That's a real thing. It's wild. Um, I think those are like the main storylines, and basically how things get resolved. I, I don't know. There's so much more to it, but what else would you fill in about that? What else would you say? I would fill in that Kimmy is like reeling from the breakup. Like that's like oh, hundred percent. The bulk of her arc in this episode is that she's like seeking a lot of male attention and Mm -hmm. they're kind of, and then as a result, Mindy and Emily are kind of like, this is supposed to be a girls weekend. We don't want boy drama because they already have too much boy drama. Just even thinking about Gabrielle too much boy. And so Camille's like trying to hook up with people, going to parties, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and what was the other thing that I I think that's all that I'm going to add. I am going to say, Oh, and then Emily go, go, go. And then also Emily is like working in central paper. She wants to meet, she wants to go to this bar that, is supposed to have Champagne, which, as you all recall, is Camille's family spray it, don't say it, champagne campaign thing. And so, yeah, it should be in marketing because, like, see how that rhymed. I sort of just, like yes. did that naturally. Yes. Like, did you, like, you know, yes. you should okay. be in marketing. And thank you. I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, it is. A- I'm kind of hoeing us out. <laughs> um, and she talks to like the letter, like the hotel, the restaurant owner about it. Cause the, the champagne, she's like, why is this obvious? It's you spray the champagne. You don't drink it. He's like, yeah, it tastes like shit. She's like, yeah, that's what it's for dummy. Uh, we find out that, uh, it's actually Sylvie's husband. Big reveal. Sylvie's husband is this restaurateur. Um, and so that's the other sort of also like, not thing just big happening. reveal that Sylvie's husband is the restaurateur, big reveal that Sylvie has a husband. That she has a husband at all. Really fun reveal. That hasn't been revealed yet. Um, I'm also just going to say, if anyone's listening, someone is doing yard work outside. So that's the grumbling that you hear. It's not your fucking... <laughs> it's not your IBS. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually not. And thank you for bringing that up because I have had... I don't have IBS. I do not... For the record, I do not have IBS. But I have had a little bit of a funny tummy the last couple of days. And for the record, I do have IBS. Do you? You didn't know that. You don't know me at all. I don't think I did. I, you you identify it that way? I mean, I've been diagnosed with it. <laughs> so, yeah. I identify. Serious? Yeah. I didn't you do, know that. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I just that know I- that if you don't eat... <laughs> If you don't eat enough at enough frequency, you get really upset. Yeah, emotionally, but also physically. Yeah, it's IBS. But you know that the stupid thing about IBS is it's like it's it stands for irritable bowel syndrome. So it's basically just it's I actually don't know it's it stands for syndrome. But that it's basically just naming a symptom. Like they're like you know when you say like well why and how do you treat it? They're like oh it could be any number of things. It just means that you like have an irritated bowel and I'm like yeah I know I'm like yeah tell me something I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally in so much pain right now um and now I guess everybody knows am I still am I just hashtag undateable I think that's okay I actually just saw something on Instagram where it's like every hot girl you know has IBS or anxiety oh my gosh I got I got both (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that means you're double hot (laughs) (laughs) oh my god really oh my god that's so funny it means I'm double hot Speaking of double hot, yes, the girls looked great in this episode. So I kind of want to talk about their time. Let's talk about their time in Saint Tropez. That's what I wanted. I mean, it seemed so fun. I was like, so one thing I was puzzled about, yeah, was like Kimmy's on this kind of like rebound mm-hmm. girl friendship thing. Mm-hmm. I was confused 
by Maybe Emily's this is take. the plot point I'm missing. Yeah, I'm confused about why Emily and Mindy don't want her to move on with somebody else. It's so weird. What is that? Okay. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And if it was the first season, I would say it was mediocre writing. But because this is season two and we love this show, I'm going to say it's the show <laughs> yeah. was working on. It is is explaining like Emily's ethos around relationships because to me, and I actually have, I wrote down this question. I actually wrote down two things. Nina, if you slept with somebody who I had just broken up with a day earlier, mm-hmm. and then I was trying to rebound, and then you mm-hmm. told me that, no, you were for, you knew for sure that I still had a chance with him. And then ultimately, as is probably going to happen, I found out that you had slept with that person. The fact that you told me I still had a chance with him would make things yeah. so much worse. I know it doesn't sound like a question yet, because mostly I was just like fuming thinking so about... So go, go ahead, ask me if I did it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. What did you do? Go ahead. What did you do? What did you do? Open-ended question. That's my question. Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 a little bit like there's a line in this episode where it's like Emily is all about making a splash. Like she'd rather make a mess than do the right thing because the mess will at least be attention grabbing. There's a line about that. I missed that. Is it about her work? Yeah. It's about it's, the, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's with work because she, cause she does the collab with Gregory Dupre. Which upsets um, Pierre Cadeau. Pierre Cadeau. And then Julianne kind of makes the comment of like, she's really good at getting attention. She's not great at the minutiae of dealing with like the <laughs> inner workings and the emotions of luxury brands. <laughs> the detailed work of being a friend to somebody. <laughs> Ultimately, that's the, <laughs> yes. that's the double meaning. Yeah. It's really wild because what we have is they, the girls meet her for the weekend and that's really fun. It's more of what we wanted. And Mindy's like, oh my God. Or Kimmy's like, we're going to go to this party, a ragazzi party. Is that actually a famous party thrower? No. But I, similarly to the brand was like, is this a thing that I'm supposed to know? Um, But they go to like a party and there's this hot guy named Ramon. That was Ramon. Ramon. Oh, that makes sense. I converted it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He's really, he's really cute. And Mindy and Emily are just like, actually, Mindy's like, whatever, leave her alone. And Emily's like, no, no way. And I'm like, literally, why? I don't know. And I, I never really like get it. It's her guilt. I, I mean, I, really I get, get that, that it's her guilt. Like, we, we understand that she's basically doesn't want to accept it. But why not let the guilt teach her to kind of like back off trying to manipulate the situation? Like she, she's almost like, oh, I put myself too deep in this situation. The only answer is to go deeper. When it's like, oh, I remember my question for you. Go ahead. Have you ever, um, have you ever, not with me, we're taking me off the table. <laughs> have you ever, how about this? Have you ever slept with somebody you weren't supposed to sleep with? Um, In like a friend code way, quote unquote, weren't supposed to. Let's say his name at the same time, Nina. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, Luckily, I, we famously don't have the same taste. I know. It's really a blessing. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I've, I've, I've definitely made mistakes. I don't think I've made that. I don't think I've made that specific mistake. Funny. What mistakes have you made? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I, I, I'm not going to get into it here, <laughs> but I haven't specifically made that mistake. Made that mistake. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's you. A, yeah. <laughs> you have. I kissed Allison on New Year's. <laughs> oh my God. Did she not? I'm like, <laughs> like, we're definitely you? quarantined. No, <laughs> like, but actually, no, I know her whereabouts. I said that as a joke, but I did kiss one of your exes on New Year's. 
Yeah, because I forced I was really drunk and I forced you guys to. Yeah. You didn't have to try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go ahead, do it. <laughs> and I was like, no, I yeah, couldn't. Mis- <laughs> mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, we've kissed some of the same people. That's fun. Um, but I don't think it ever caused any trouble. Yet. Yet. I can't wait. So that, but something that I really want to name is that Camille's energy is something I admire and I like in my friends and something I've become very aware of in the last couple of years. Her energy of hearing that Emily's alone and on this, I think it's an island, right? Like in this spot. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, no, I'm going to come. That sounds fun. And just like this sort Mm -hmm. of, and I think you are a very down person. And it's like, use the term down. It's like, yeah, I'm down. Like you are, you're like, and that's something I love about you. And I put a star. Tell Nina you love that she, you know, you'll meet me to go grocery shopping for 15 minutes, even if it's a 35-minute drive out of your way. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's, that's true. true. I think I've done that. Yeah. I'm like, I have like a flashbulb memory of like going to Mariana's with you and then being dropped off. Yeah. <laughs> Just being like, sure. <laughs> okay. And I, and I think that that's also something you've named about yourself in this last year. Yeah, because I think I thought it was a given because I think my friends, I think I tend towards people who are like that. Like, I think that... Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, for a number, for a multitude of reasons, I end up spending time with people like that. But I think in this year when everything, in the last year and a half when everything was so hard to do, it became very apparent mm-hmm. that there was like a divide. And I don't even mean to make a moral judgment on it, but between folks whose energy leans towards like, yes, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. And folks who are less like that way. Less like that. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I kind mm-hmm. of have, I really learned a lot about myself. I would say, I would say Emily's friends mindy and camille are both very down yeah which is good because she's not yeah she's not but she she'll do anything if the group is i think yeah yeah you can see that she's curious she's she's down she's down curious yeah i think she probably had a mean friend group in high school but she was like nice she just was like yeah i'll hang out with them that's a backstory that i've created for her (laughs) i like that her eyebrows got bigger i noticed that too because when I had COVID, I couldn't get my eyebrows done. So obviously I didn't get my eyebrows done during last year pandemic. And then when stuff started reopening, I started getting my eyebrows done again. And when I had COVID last month, I couldn't get them done. And my eyebrow threader gave me hell. <laughs> she was like being so shady. And I was like, ah, it kind of hurts today. And she was like, well, you let them go for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, this is going to, she was like, this is going to take a minute. Cause they're like a lot right now. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Oh, a woman shamed you. Oh man, I was woman shamed. <laughs> but I, but I, so I, I've been resistant to go back. This this week is normally kind of my time when mm-hmm. I go again, mm-hmm. and I've been like a little bit resistant because I like didn't like my experience last time. Yeah, and then there's normally, a raging. Global I'm pandemic. used to people. <laughs> I mean, normally I'm used to getting my haircut once a year. It being like so dead on the ends, such a bad haircut, and the hairdresser still finding a way to compliment me. Yeah. Like still being like, it's so thick. It's yeah. like, oh, you clearly don't ever use heat treatments. That's awesome. Like the fact that this woman could not find it anywhere to even be like, oh, you have such thick eyebrows. That's awesome. You know, I'm going to take a wild guess and say she didn't have a great year and we're just going to have a little bit of grace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I I'll think for what's right, I think your eyebrows look great no matter what you do. Thank you. But yeah, so I was noticing Emily's eyebrows and I thought that looked awesome. And I was wondering like, I like I like how thick they are. They are thicker than last season for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I really liked the running thing about not working on the weekends. Yeah, like you thought it was funny. 
Oh, that was funny. Yeah, it's a runner. It was so good. Really good runner. Um, Did you know that that's a thing? Do you know that's a law? Well, I just read that in Portugal, it's now illegal to make work calls on the weekends. Wild. I didn't know it was already a thing in France, but I just read that it's now a law in Portugal that like a boss can't call an employee on the weekend. Amazing. It's truly such a foreign idea to me, which makes sense. Obviously, that's the commentary, but I'm like, I don't even understand. I'm like, but then how... Yeah, but then how will your boss get in touch with you? <laughs> I can I can feel my Americanism in me coming out when I'm like, it's not even that I want to feel that way. It's just like truly my impulse is like, but then what What if something goes wrong? What if there's an emergency with um, the blog post? Yeah. So you said you Googled Gregory Dupree to see if he was real. So Hannah. I'm really embarrassed. Yeah. The actor playing Gregory Dupree. Do you know who this yeah. was? Is a real man. Is a real man. Is <laughs> Jeremy O'Harris. Are you familiar? No, no, no. Who's he? To- Tony Award. I believe Tony Award winning. Let me check my facts. Playwright. Um, wrote the play Slave Play. And is a model. An actor. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because the star power that he brought to the Huge. scene. I was like, okay, like this. I, I understand that this person. There's a reason I Googled it. <laughs> There's where you know, like okay, but I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. Also wrote Zola. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Which you know, I haven't seen. Yeah. You watched it without me, and so I haven't seen it. So terrible of me. <laughs> it's okay. But also really good Instagram presence. Presence, and I and I think that um, Jeremy O'Harris, you're so active on Instagram. Maybe I'll tag you if you want to be on our podcast. We'd love that. Oh my gosh, so fun! But maybe you're season three. Famous, but. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. And again, as always, our standing invitation for Lily Collins to come on so on the show so we can apologize for anything we said the first season because I think she's crushing it this season. She is crushing it. And um, before I forget, I learned that I have a connection. <laughs> I'm one degree away from the guy who played her boyfriend in the first episode. Really? Should we get him on? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll find a way. Doug, Please. if you're listening, Doug. we want you. Oh my God, yeah. that's fun. Doug. Doug. <laughs> Doug, a Chicago guy's name. Doug. Doug. Let's call him <laughs> Doug. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. What, what, what else? What, but I thought that Jeremy O'Harris's character brought like when they ended up on his yacht like with the gay men i was like this is this is giving a lot of really good energy yes yeah so that storyline ends with that her being like you owe me because you kind of they they run into each other in saint tropez and he's on a yacht i think he says something like no women allowed or something and they're like he's just like you owe me and then and then we get to have them hang out with like shirtless gay men which i which is like feels really appropriate for that group it's like about time i'm like whoa this feels like it is it is because they're so, they seem so uncomfortable with straight men where they're like, <laughs> nothing in common. Like, they have nothing in common with these straight men that they're with. It's true. Been there. Been like, there. Gabrielle has to be like, it's called an omelette. <laughs> and she, like, and she has to, like, pretend to care. She's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of, Gabrielle yeah. calls Emily during the party. And so Camille gets a little like, why, why is he calling you? And she's like, no reason. He's trying to get in touch with you again. I would kill you, Mina. If you were, if, if I, you, if I was being gaslit so fucking hard for that long, where I'm like, what's this about? Did you do it? I didn't do it. Okay. What? (laughs) 
nothing. Moving right along. Moving right along. Move on. We have to move on. It's our Stephen Sondheim podcast. Oh, if you ask for it, put a bit in that because if they ask for it, yeah. we will do it. In fact, yeah, we'll if you do don't, it. we'll do it. <laughs> I, I mean, the way that Emily's handling this, it, it is just so much like digging herself deeper and deeper and deeper getting deeper and deeper into the quicks what it, what is it it's the episode of sabrina where like she falls into quicksand and it's like the more you move the more it subsumes you i is love sabrina, the teenage witch <laughs> i love you for thinking i know <laughs> you didn't watch sabrina i did once through when i was a child and it was coming on on friday oh it was like one of the only things i was allowed to watch <laughs> i mean i watched not like i watched an episode i mean i watched the entire season season dedicatedly but I've only seen it once. Like I haven't gone back and watched it. Oh yeah, it. me too. But it made an impression. <laughs> an impression. Because it's kind <laughs> of a metaphor. Yeah. It's kind of like. Oh, is it? Well, I think so. Once you like quicksand, you can use it as a metaphor for like when you tell a lie, like that's kind of like what you were just doing. You were saying like, oh, it's yes, like, yes, so, yes, and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Digging deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like, just stop. Just like. Like literally just, just be stop. like, well, get Gabrielle could be calling just cause we're friends and he's also going through this breakup. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's more of a lie. But but like but like it doesn't it's not out of it's not crazy that Gabrielle would be calling given they live in the same building. Yeah. Oh, I should pick up maybe he locked himself out. Maybe he locked himself oh, out. Oh, he's just he's just checking in because you're really this tri- like, you're good at coming up with excuses. It's funny. It's funny, I know. Yeah. Um, that's moving right along. <laughs> It's the first draft of Move On and Merrily We Roll Along. It's like a, it's like a confused combo. Stevens Hans, like, close. I'm just not quite there yet. And then and then Billy Joel ro- rolls up with Twilight Tharp and they're like, ah, moving on. He's like, that's it, damn it. They did it. This is, it's a niche, it's a niche joke, but it's killing with one person. <laughs> Probably your mom. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't listen to the show, Nina. <laughs> Just let's be clear. Who's the uh, closest person in your life who doesn't listen to this? Is it your mom? I mean, it really probably is my mom. I mean, my ex didn't listen to it. Granted, we were together all the time for a year. Does Allison <laughs> listen to this? She so does not. It's like, yeah, she really doesn't. She really doesn't. Oh, I loved the image of Camille in the in the cocktail church. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, so beautiful and then also just so sad when she was like gorgeous so sad also like you know that um that meme that's like the feminine urge to blah 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 or like the masculine urge to Mm -hmm. blah 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 it's like the narrative urge to sit in a church when you have a lot of thinking to do (laughs) (laughs) exactly the like um like non like if you are wasted if you are so wasted that you went home with a really really hot guy to deal with a breakup and then yeah. at four in the morning you called me and you were like Meet me. i'm out of my mind i need you and i'm like great where are you and you're like the chapel in the town square i'd be like oh <laughs> she's my gone god I know, like, you're gone i wouldn't be like oh she's really thinking things over she's having a moment i would you be like, off the deep end <laughs> i was like did you have sex there i would like I, there's no like there's you can't no, fathom that that's where i, I do my deep thinking yeah. Well, no I have to tell you, I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to ask actually before we even got started into our review, but then I forgot to, to ask you like what you're kind of into these days. And oh. because, because I had an answer prepared. So you can ask me. Are you into faith? <laughs> I am into this Christian TikToker. 
Um, it's very bad. It's they're very, they went very viral circuit riders. They're very, very bad in that they're evangel evangelist. So sorry, but I'm going to make a big hot claim that I don't really love missionary work. Um, and they're, they're proselytizers, um, from Huntington beach, but they're basically just like a group of young, hot Christians who make pop music. They went viral on, um, TikTok with a song that I cannot stop listening to. How does it go? Mm. Yeah, he <laughs> <don't love> me. <laughs> okay, okay. It was a false start. False start. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, just picture me as like a the fifth Heim sister, four, whatever. How many are there? Like nine. Yeah, there are seven. Yeah, <laughs> the other one. Uh, she's just like this queer ass looking hottie. Uh, so he uh, picked me up and he turned me around. I've gotten this. I've gotten this. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a harmony. I'm doing a harmony. I'm actually doing the melody because I can't remember actually how the melody goes. Because I, 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 got, a, I got this video targeted. I'm I might have sent it to you. This. No, no, no. You didn't because, yeah. It's and so I know good. Exactly about. And it's really deceptive because they are, they're not just hot. They look really cool. Yeah. They look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so that just made me think, like, I really do believe that music is the way that I would join a cult. Like, I really, which I know is like, we all know that that's like proven. That's like why there's transcend dental like him stuff happening are you texting again no i'm lo- pulling up circuit riders <laughs> no no <laughs> i am um but yeah like i but i really do so so yeah so i know it's like proven but i'm just gonna mm-hmm. affirm that like music is the way to get me into anything and i and i actually think that's true with emily in paris is like the mm-hmm. pop music is the most addictive part for me for sure it also just like really i think that what i'm realizing and I don't know if I'm realizing this and I didn't realize it last time or if the the production has also realized it and now is just like gun like going for it. Mm-hmm. But like the music also feels like a really constant reminder of like we're just having fun. Oh yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Like it doesn't ba, 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 ba. feel Yeah, da, 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 don't, don't 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 think too much. Don't think too much. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come back, like, come back, come really back, like, baby, come back. Yeah. And like, like every time that you're like, should I turn it off? It's like, Jean and you're like, I go, okay. Every time you make fun I of the I'm French music, fun. you start with Jean. You know, it's great. It's, it's super fun. And um, I also noticed in this season that the transitional music is a lot. I don't know if this was true in the first season. I didn't notice it. It's only because I just was watching it and just like that. The transitional music is like really similar to the Sex and the City's music. Hmm. It's like really. Like da 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 da. Yeah. Like jazzy? It, yeah, it's a little like there's. Yeah, you see La La Land. La La Land jazz. It's jazz. It's jazz, right? It's jazz. <laughs> oh, I guess I love jazz. <laughs> Big fan of jazz. You like jazz? Name one melody. <laughs> one jazz <laughs> yeah so but agreed yeah it's very like the energy of it is very up and this whole episode felt like even though the stakes are really high and that like the lie about gabrielle is really fastly approaching it was it just felt very easy to watch easy watching even mindy and her dad stuff felt like mm-hmm. still lighthearted, but like laying the groundwork for something to happen something else that i so 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 hannah you and i got a sort of like funny text yesterday from a friend who had seen a headline that was like season two of Emily in Paris will contain much more French. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I have to say it has already yeah. surpassed the amount of French spoken. 
And I loved like, it. Scenes between just French people are in French. And it's really fun. I, I was like writing stuff down and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can't understand what they're saying. I have to be looking at the subtitles. They recorded it all in English. Then Squid Game came out and they were like, oh, we can, guys, we're shooting it again. <laughs> we can do it. We, can, we, we don't have people to. People don't mind. No, people, people don't mind. People don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> people will read it. Yeah. Yeah, there's and it, that that is fun. And and I liked seeing Julian and Luke. They kind of popped in to save the day, or at least Julian yeah. did. But then we see Luke playing chess by himself, which was funny. Um, and it made those characters feel a little th- more three-dimensional, which was fun yeah. to be like, the, the office is operating without, without Emily for the first time. And I think that's mm. thematically, I would say it's a, a strong, uh, that's a strength of this episode is that like, it's a lot about her drawing a boundary. And in fact, it ends on her. She's about to post to her Instagram and is like, actually, no, it's a weekend. I'm not working. So we're, we're starting to see her become more French, not only in her promiscuous habits, which we know are true for all French people. Yes. But also in the way that she's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great episode. Great episode. Really, really, really excited for the rest of the season. Oh, I would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that there is a saxophonist who's using <laughs> some technology to blow himself out of the like pool. Like hydro... It's a technology I've never seen before. I felt very confused. I felt very um, isolated and alienated from my own generation when I saw it. <laughs> it made me feel poor. Yes, it made me feel poor. <laughs> yes, that's the feeling. Let's let's pin let's let's put a pin in that for another. No, I think I want to talk about because like how much do you make? Well, my sweet concerned American friend. As Camille drunkenly said to Emily, <laughs> um, I had such a good time. I can't wait to watch more with you. Me too. We had we had joked about binging all this in one day. And I'm gonna say, I don't think I even I don't think I would have the energy for it. It it's filled my cup runneth yeah. over with yeah. pleasure. Um, even though I know the show is meant to be is meant to be bitched. I can't I I'm just looking forward to to enjoying it, to letting it pep up the rest of this week because we've gotten so much bad news this week in the world. We have gotten so much. Hey, have you gotten any personal good news? Um. Well, gosh, I don't think I have. <laughs> <laughs> have you? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the hell kind of <laughs> setup is that? <laughs> wild question to ask a friend during a raging global pandemic when i did i actually didn't know the answer it would be like such a nice thing if i'm, I'm like, like no. i'm like hey, listeners wait wait to hear this nina do you want to tell them the news <laughs> i literally i was racking my brain I, I was like i guess my my parents sent me like christmas cookies today and i and and a gingerbread that i really like the recipe of that's really <laughs> so that's good does is that good news or is that just what happened today <laughs> a not negative thing that all right let's go let's go (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) before we fully sign off on this episode we wanted to welcome our first guest of the season onto the show to discuss their take on emily in paris eliza is a dear friend of ours more importantly a trash TV-loving friend of the podcast, and a dedicated longtime listener who is joining us to discuss their thesis, The Show Isn't Gay Enough. Welcome, Eliza. Woo-hoo! Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm nervous. I'm excited. Truly the honor of the year. We're, we're nervous because I've, you've been one of our, like, longest 
cheerleaders most most devout yeah i think so devout is the word it's really nice it's really nice I, we're, this isn't what we have we're not having you on just to thank you but it's in a in a terrible year which is how i qualify most everything these days in a terrible year your listenership really was a highlight it really was really nice we, wow. we well because um so we we all went to the same we have the same alma mater McAllister college but um Eliza, I feel like I've gotten to know you better put in post-college because Absolutely. me and I trained to Seattle and saw you there. And then so fun. and now we're DM buddies. I only recently realized, Hannah, that you were two years younger than me. <laughs> then you're like, I only realized who you were. I only just realized <laughs> I thought you were someone else entirely. <laughs> I only just realized that we've met, actually. We haven't <laughs> yeah, I'm two years younger. Yeah, your maturity really shines through. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Anytime I'm editing this show, I'm like, I so clearly am younger than Nina. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, what's that? Because <laughs> all of my takes are so measured. I'm famously, I'm famous. Measured and mature. And, and Eliza, Eliza's then one year more measured than me. Absolutely. <laughs> you've watched up until, you've watched through episode two. You've actually watched a little bit beyond us at this point, at this juncture. Um and I, and I really want to hear about your thesis, but before then, I want to know kind of like how you came to find Emily in Paris. How did you possibly find Emily in Paris? I feel like it was so under the radar. How did you come to it? And how do you, how do you feel about the first season? I think that's sort of, how do you, how do you feel about where we're at, I guess? Okay. So Emily in Paris first came out this time last year, which was also um, a terrible year. And I was living at home with my parents and uh, did not have did not have a ton to live for every day. You know, if there was a new TV show that was coming out, especially if it was really bad and had uh, like no value, that was great for me. <laughs> so, OK, so, Eliza, I just want to say that we've actually done a 180 and we love it. <laughs> So this 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 uh, hateful talk won't won't get you very far in this room. Uh, noted. But I watched the first episode by myself last year, and I almost could not continue. But then, luckily, my brother came home, and uh, he had studied abroad in Paris, and you know he was just super into it. Uh, I would I would say we hate watched it. And yeah, he, uh, you know, and if it's, something's really bad, you need to listen to your friends who are very funny talk about how bad it is. So it was like a bonding, do you, it like bonded you, it became sort of like the thread tying you to your The only brother. thread. Emily Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so your brother um, studied abroad in Paris. Sure did. Yeah, my whole family went to visit him. And then that, that is actually part of the reason he likes Emily in Paris. Because that's a little, to me, that's confusé. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think so. I think it's like absolutely every American's misconception about Paris is in Emily in Paris. And he just like loves that. It's like candy. So, Eliza, we we've talked, you know, about episode two and we felt like episode two is maybe the most on the nose in terms of pandering to a gay <laughs> specter yeah <laughs> the concept of gay so i'm curious i'm curious of like what what are what how do you define still- the concept of gay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you could you, kind of give us a quick how do you define gay <laughs> and how do you define like where do you where are you seeing failings where because i think it's gone above and beyond for the record well, there's literally not been <laughs> there have- yeah tell us 
Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Above and beyond in gay representation. Emily in Paris. <laughs> and and gra- granted, I've on- the only TV show I've ever seen is Sex and the City. <laughs> so that's my metric. That's my metric. There's not two gay characters in the show who ever, like, even interact. <laughs> yeah. Are there two at all? I think the closest we get is in episode two at the end where they spray the champagne on each other on the yacht, which yeah. was a real highlight of the episode, I'd have to say. It was. Uh, it was a real highlight. The, like, sexual metaphors in Emily in Paris are, like, so heavy-handed that I just I just need more, you know? I'm just like, do it. I dare you. Do it, I dare you is exactly how I feel. Again, Nina sort of thinks that it's enough. She kind of thinks that like the show is doing enough. And, but as I have been saying since the first season, I'd love to hear your take on this. Um, Like I, I really feel like they're writing, they're teasing us with Kami specifically. For me, I feel that way. I feel like she is the, of the three women, she's definitely like the queer, reads the queerest to me. I know Nina didn't remember seeing this in the first season, but you presumably did see when they kissed and then she's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, I'm not like, to me, I was like, you just gave us that. And then you dropped it. How do you feel about Camille as a character? I think she's like the best character of any of them. The most (laughs) nuanced, if any of them have any (laughs) nuance, it's going to be (laughs) I mean, I'm. I think they need to go like full gossip girl and have a poly relationship in this season. Do you feel like they're teasing it because of all? There are so many threesome. Mindy being like, I don't want to have a threesome. And she's like, ha ha, no, not us. And she's like, no, friends. Ha ha ha. This is your this is your friend thing that you need for your crush, Hannah. This is how you're gonna find out exactly how to respond. <laughs> I I I guess I'm adding. We're I'm, we're adding me to the audience that I I said I have a crush. <laughs> first time in a long time and I can't figure out I can't figure out the friend thing which is silly anyway I like to sleep with friends okay anyway the point is <laughs> the point is you're saying I need to figure out if it's going to happen by mentioning a thruple I think Emily in Paris is going to give you some some food to to leverage okay to they do like know. to plant seeds that I feel like they haven't cashed in on yet yeah. But they are dropping all these breadcrumbs as if to say anything could happen. Like, it's as if they're saying, like, oh, no, 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 I know we didn't do that in the first season, but we haven't ruled it out. Right. Obviously, we're putting it on the palette. And I feel like they're creating, they're, they're you know, creating a world where we're going to keep watching to see what they do to fulfill the ideas they've planted in our heads. you like, yeah, the spraying of the champagne all the innuendos. And um, uh, lest we forget, Emily slept with a 17-year-old last <laughs> Also, lest we forget, Mindy is a drag performer who yes. operates, yes. oscillates between genders and looks into her. Like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It, it's, it, yeah. If it's not happening, season three of our podcast <laughs> is going to probably return to a sense of like it's never going to work a fatalism which we don't have this season we've opt- right. we're optimist the mindy luke thing is powerful potent there I, I do feel like season 2 is like queuing us up for a big home run yeah but it also could be a swing and a miss it's really hard to say at this moment it, it definitely totally. definitely could, could be well so so let me ask you're both gay 
And <laughs> is that a question? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, have you ever sprayed your friends with champagne? No, I, I haven't. I have. So uh, that's misrepresentation. <laughs> Eliza. Well, wait, Eliza. I was going to say I've like um, sabered a champagne bottle for my friends. <laughs> I say that's that speaks more to your class than your sexuality. OK. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 I have a question. <laughs> Saber. That means like with like a knife, you've like you've done the thing that like where it pops it off. Yeah. That's awesome. You, you could do that. You could do it too. It's not hard. Um, Are you sure? I'm positive. Um, a chef friend of mine taught me how to do it. That's funny you say that. We're going to have a chef on this season as a guest. That's perfect. We're optimistic. Is there anything you're really not liking about season two? And we and we're going to say it with love. We're going to say it's something that the show is working on. Is there something that you feel like the show really needs to work on? Or are you like, no, it's already it's already better than the first season. I do think it's already better than the first season. I think that aesthetically, I don't know why they're so into matching all these different conflicting patterns for Emily, but I'm into it. I feel like they're making her, um, her, her wardrobe choices are equally disturbing, but with slightly more taste, perhaps, than season yeah. one. <laughs> I think Sylvie is like a real sleeper of this season. I mean, she was sort of a sleeper of last season, but she's when she was in that bathing suit... Oh my I was God. like, that go was like a, off. It was like a Bond girl moment. They had her like emerging from the ocean in that bikini. It did feel radical to me. It radical is maybe like generous, but we'll just throw it around here. Um, <laughs> in that like, she's obviously an older woman and it's like was so hot and it was like filmed to be hot. Yeah. Even though like it's uh, to me, I mean, her body looked great, but it's not the body of a 20 year old. She's crazy. She's wildly thin. Like it's not that, but it was just like, cool. You're going to let her be really sexy like the sexiest moment of this whole episode is going to be her walking out of the water and that's fun yeah it's going to suck all the energy out of the room in the best way and <laughs> if you're if you're hot enough you will ruin the vibe in a good way in emily in paris absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i think like sylvie's sylvie's obviously like the most unapologetic character which is i think what makes her the hottest and then i think Maybe Camille is second after that, and then Mindy, and then Emily's at the bottom, which is why she is completely unattractive to me in every way. Me too. That's so interesting you say unapologetic. You've put it on a spectrum of like attractive relative to unapologetic. Yeah, this is my new thing. Talk more Talk more about that. I don't know. Okay, have you... Um, Okay, if we're speaking of like unapologetic gay icons, uh, recently in a moment of uh, one might say darkness or boredom, I listened to all of Megan Rapinoe's audiobook. Fuck yes, <laughs> it's on my to do list for January. Th that woman just, she's never gonna say sorry, you know, in the best way. <laughs> like, she'll be like, I fucked up, but she won't be like, sorry. She'll just be like, yeah, it happened. And I just feel like that confidence is something that I seek for myself to be able to like reckon with my own shortcomings with also being like, I'm a human who's growing. And that's why, because Sylvie is not perfect. She's, she, she has flaws. She was like a huge asshole to Emily, but we love her the most because you always know where she stands and she's the most honest character. 
And I'll say, you know, I think that we were talking last episode about the Darren Star cinematic universe. And like, uh-huh. if we're talking about the kind of the joylessness of Sex in the City and Just Like That, we are missing our most unapologetic character. Absolutely. We're we missing Samantha. And as a result, we kind of are losing that that take. Right. Yeah. And that draw. Because like, we don't have respect for Emily, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Yeah. We love her. <laughs> I mean, she's a little bit of a mirror uh, of someone. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. I was about to say she's kind of a mirror of myself, but I'm like, I actually don't really think I'm like Emily. I think, I don't know who I'm like on the show. You don't know this, but we already discussed, Eliza, that I, I've had to, Nina, quote, got a whiff of me with some of Mindy's behavior and some of Camille's behavior. I also did, so it's okay. We're not in a fight about it. But, but I think we did sort of identify, like, okay, I can, like, I can see myself in both of them. But, I, yes, I don't really see, Nina, I actually don't see you represented in the show at all. Yeah, it's problematic. Despite it being uh, the pinnacle of gay representation. (laughs) I'm just searching and searching. Don't you feel, though, that, like, part of the, the, like, joy of Emily in Paris is that we all get to be like, we are not like Emily. Like, she's just this, like, receptacle for all of us to be like, well, maybe we're dumb Americans, but at least we're not like Emily. And I will say, I I really think in this season, they're using... They're using Emily in that way more. They're 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 poking fun at her a little bit more, but in a way that doesn't feel mean spirited. And I yeah. think that's something that I'm enjoying about this season is that they're kind of like she is ridiculous. She's making so many mistakes, but they're pointing at it a lot. Like I loved, I really loved in episode two how much they were talking about the tacky suitcase. Yeah, and I feel like that was so commentary on feedback that the first season got, where she's like totally embracing cheesiness and tackiness and she's she's like yeah that's the spectrum i'm on for sure yeah nina do i hear you saying that you think emily has grown more self-aware i think that the television show emily in paris has grown more (laughs) self-aware got it (laughs) has outgrown the intelligence of its heroine (laughs) it's sort of a a senior to our software yeah Uh, oh my god (laughs) another another gay storyline that i want is pierre cadeau to sleep like hate sleep with gregory oh yeah that's so fun that is fun like that could happen do you think they had an affair like sort of a dumbledore grindelwald situation well maybe i think with the logic of this show yes they're like two older gay gentlemen who are nemeses like they have to have a sexual background and i'm okay with it in within the show just being like and they end up together and that's what they're doing i'm like yes more of that that would feel very um again to take it back to sex in the city that would feel very uh stanford and um what's his name is his name oh anthony? yeah anthony yes anthony. when they just like throw the two gay characters in a relationship <laughs> so it's so inexplicable and they're like what they both are gay <laughs> they're both gay and but at least at least i will say sex and city does um even in the reboot doesn't stop talking about how unhappy they are which at least feels honest That's so funny <laughs> that like they're a terrible match like yeah we know we did this so it's a terrible match yeah i think it'd be very cool i would i think it'd be very funny to see back to emily in paris to see luke and mindy get together i like really can't picture it which i feel like is a flaw in my imagination that's me putting them in boxes. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I don't see that at all. But would be really 
funny and fun, I think. Do you feel, though, that, like, uh, like Lucas makes me uncomfortable? <laughs> yes. Because he's, like, they kind of, he kind of is a predator. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, like, he's just an older French guy. I don't think is they're writing. I don't or think is his hair just pale? <laughs> a question I ask myself about most people. <laughs> I would say he's, like, supposed to be, you know, 35 or 40. Oh, I thought he was supposed to be, like, 45 or 50. Oh, no, I think 35. I think young. You think 22? <laughs> okay, also, how old is is uh, Sylvie supposed to be? Also, how old is Emily supposed to be? So, Lily Collins hinted at Emily Wait, this was wild. being 22-ish. That but... would mean that she just graduated college, had a successful marketing career, and then got to do the promotion that the CEO of the company was going to do probably within six months of graduating college. And she has her master's. Oh, she has her master's. So maybe she went to college at 16. Yeah. Child yes. prodigy. Child yeah. prodigy. That's yeah. where she gets her false sense of maybe confidence. Maybe she was homeschooled. Maybe she was home. Honestly, maybe she was homeschooled. That would be, that would be a great backstory. It's explain a lot about her. I think I'm going to say, I think she's 27. I think that Luke is 40 roughly. And okay. I think Sylvia's supposed to be 50. And those are sort of the, like, ranges of, especially with the power. Those are the three ages. <laughs> that we see in this show. 27, yeah. That's 40, the representation. Yeah. <laughs> a huge range. Well, and then Pierre Cadeau's, you know, 60. It is, I will say, it is a pretty intergenerational story. Like, the, uh, they're not playing with intergenerational dynamics, but, like, there are, we are seeing characters of pretty much all adult ages. And that's fun. I think we could get there. I think right now they're so concerned with playing with uh, I almost said interspecies, Inter- <laughs> Yikes. with uh, with uh, intercontinental. Is that what, we, what it would be? With like f- cultural, transcultural, like- yeah, <laughs> transcultural, yeah. Uh, like you know, French culture versus American culture. I think there's such there's such a focus on that. But you're right; it is a very intergenerational cast, much more than than other shows. And uh, and you know, doesn't Darren Star play with that on? Um, Younger, his other show, which I've never watched. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Younger. Do you, have you ever seen Younger, Eliza? Never seen Younger. All right. For another conversation for another day then. <laughs> um, I think before we sign off, because this is a, I mean, I could talk about this forever. Um, but I want to ask, so your thesis was that the show is not gay enough? It just needs to come out and just be gay. Not just stop beating around the bush. Just give the people what they want. Absolutely. I think it's going to happen. We're going to get it this season. We're staying optimistic. We're going to get it this season. Also, thanks for calling it a thesis <laughs> when it's just like an innate hope. <laughs> a need, a dream. Yeah. <laughs> what is a thesis but a dream? What is a thesis but a dream? That's what we're going to do in these guest segments. We're going to have people come on with their theses. Ugh, that felt gross coming out of my <laughs> Theses. Capstones. We'll call them capstones. <laughs> yeah. Eliza, thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the sh- the show. And by the thank show, you. I mean the show Emily in Paris. But I also mean our podcast. Yes, <laughs> Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. What a treat. Au revoir. Au revoir. Ciao. You've been listening to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris, a podcast about Netflix's Emily in Paris. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with all your EIP-loving, hating, ambivalent friends. We love when you leave reviews. Here's one from FiddlyFig22. Hannah, take it away. This one's titled, can't wait for season two. I think they left it right after we released our trailer. Thank you so much. 
It says, loved the first season, went through it without watching the show. And these two brought much joy and many giggles to my listening experience. It was a balm to my sad quarantine isolation. Thank you for leaving a review. These help people find us. They help us reach more people. They're great to read. Um, We'll be back with another episode in a few days. So be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Salut. Au revoir. Chalot, soleil,